You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, launch date the 14th of February, 2021. I'm taking you to St. Helens, all right? I don't know what's happened to you, but if I call for an ambulance, it'll take forever. They'll be asking how old you are, what your name is, and I haven't got a clue. Tosh. Is that your name? Tosh. All right, Tosh. It won't be long now, almost there. We'll say this fair's on the house, yeah? Whoosh, bang, crump, and away we go. (laughs) I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Crump Briggs, and in this big, 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 big finished cast of pods, uh, we bring you the latest from our world of audio drama. Well, yes, coming up first, um, reviews. Time Lord Victorious, he kills me, he kills me not. That'll be followed by listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. And then we go behind the scenes with Fourth Doctor Primeval by Helen Goldwyn, starring Tom Baker and Louise Jameson. Following that, it'll be time for the Randomoid Selectatron, offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. And to round things off, our 15-minute drama tease is Torchwood Drive by David Llewellyn. Toshiko Sato, wounded and desperate, wakes up in the back of a cab. She's got one night to save the city, and the meter's running. <gasps> oh, where's it off to? <laughs> uh, now, just time for a bit of a chat. Uh, did you notice we'd launched, um, well, launched, we, we um, press released, told the world, whatever, whatever the marketing term is for it, a box of delights. Did you see that? Yes, I did. I was very excited. That went straight on the old retweet button. Um, what a, what an unexpected pleasure to see that popping up. Well, it's been coming for a long time, been in the works. Yeah, it's um, John Macefield's Box of Delights. It's adapted uh, from the novel and it's adapted by Christopher William Hill, uh, which is delightful that he's done it. And as you may remember, Benji, um, you won't, I, actually, I don't remember this. It's so long ago. It was a BBC radio series. Was it really? I yeah, don't. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the TV series is, for, you know, absolute iconic and essential Christmas viewing. Well, and oh, indeed, we viewed it on for the Benji and Nick show a couple of years we ago, did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can listen to that one back and hear what we have to think about it. it was lovely stuff. Well, now you know. I've just said it's lovely stuff. It's lovely stuff. The interesting thing is, it's the same theme, which is uh, part of a sort of um, uh, an arrangement of uh, Christmas carols, you know. Um, and mm. uh, and that was used in the radio series. And then when they did the TV series, they must have remembered that and and used that. Um, it's the first Noel, I think they they use. Uh, yeah. In the so we use that as well a, a version of it I believe and of course it's starring Derek Jacobi who you just recently worked with on something top secret didn't you I did yes it was my first time working with him and uh, I have to say a lovely man and I, I think it goes without saying an absolute pro he's just so good so good um, yeah. but of course he always was going to be wasn't he because it is Sir Derek Jacobi but very exciting to have him involved in Box of Delights as well um, yeah. really good a really good choice actually 
cast-wise, I think it's a really, really spot-on Sort of choice. a no-brainer, really. I can't. Yeah. I think it was Barnaby Edwards who, who, who directed it. Well, that's it, why so, it's a good yeah, choice, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Because he Barney just knows said, what he's doing. Yeah, he said, we've got to get Derek to do it, I think. And he said uh, that he was absolutely like a cuddly teddy bear in it. He was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, good. it's worth noting as well, this is limited edition, isn't it? Oh, yes. So it's, it's limited to a 1,000 copies, uh, which is a six-CD set, is it? Apparently so, yes. Yeah. So if you if you want to get it and you want to get it properly, do it that way. Get the limited edition and enjoy it. Yeah, it's out in September, but you know you've got to store it up for your special Christmas listening. I would say you can download it as well, can't you? It's oh not yeah, just it will be available as a download too. But cool. Yeah, if you want if you want the uh, limited collector's edition box set, a thousand copies only. Yeah, so get onto that. ASAP, I'd say. I mean, I'm just encouraging you in a blatant attempt to sell things. Uh, (laughs) Also, just to tickle your fancy along the way over the next few months, there'll be teasers building up to the September release. There'll be special little, specially recorded things that you'll be able to hear on the way up to that September release. Just Just to keep the excitement bubbling away, I would say. It just gets exciting, doesn't it? It's just more and more excitement building up throughout the year. I know. We've got we've got even more things to reveal, haven't we? Not necessarily yes. about Box of Delights, but there's something else here written in front of me. I saw this as well pop up on the social media. Yeah. Um, Nick, what have we got? <laughs> Lauren Cornelius is going to play Dodo um, in, in uh, our Doctor Who audios. She's um, in an early adventures coming up with Peter Purvis. Uh, and then she will be, um, oh, I don't know whether I should actually say this, but I'm going to. She's, she will be in our first Doctor range that will be starting, you know, uh, as part of our sort of rearrangement, our, our opening up and flowering of our Doctor Who ranges. You know, all everything was sort of a bit sort of hidden away in the main range. What's a main monthly range? What does that mean? We're opening it all up so all the Doctors have their own range. Uh, and and Lauren will be taking part in that. Um, there'll be more news about that in the next Doctor Who magazine. I can't remember the publishing date. Forgive me, guys. Get your hands on that. But yeah, read. There'll be exclusive news in Doctor Who magazine. Coming Very up exciting, in the next though, issue. isn't it? It's so exciting as well to be able to get you know more Dodo stories and and as well as that, just you know more. It's it's amazing. We've been doing audio dramas for so many years haven't we and it's amazing that there are still avenues and little things that we're doing which which we haven't done before which i just think is so good and it just shows the power of doctor who and the power of of what big finish can do so it's just so exciting and i'm really looking forward to working with lauren because i did work with her in the further adventures of lucy miller she was in that as well oh really yes she was she was really really good and when we were looking at casting uh, her name came up and I thought why is that familiar that that's and then I remember oh yeah I thought she's brilliant that, that's let's hope she can do it and she was very keen to do it and she's yeah, very keen to be on board as indeed I probably the press release yesterday might have said something like that I don't know did it I don't, I don't know I don't, I don't. on board the ship um, well, it's time now for the latest reviews, anyway, uh, where we chat about, you guessed it, the latest reviews. <laughs> Funny that. And this week, as promised, we're looking at Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious. He kills me, he kills me not. But does he kill you? Who knows? I not. <laughs> I not know. From Big Finish Productions. If you allow me to end her life, then we could stop all this excessive exertion. I wouldn't need to run. You 
wouldn't need to run, and she wouldn't need to breathe. Doesn't that sound nice? Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious. He kills me, he kills me not. Days since last mortality, 2023. You must be disappointed that the number is so high. It's called Brian. Brian? What kind of name for an assassin is Brian? Two planets away from Athana is... No, don't tell me, don't tell me. I know this. It is Genophil. No, Hawkesilek. What happened to Genophil? Never heard of it. Uh, oh, this is vexing. It's not about the statue. It's what it represents or rather what its absence represents. When something as steadfast, solid, and fixed in time as the statue of Kithal just disappears, there must be something very wrong with time itself. Big Finish. We love stories. Well, just go to bigfinish.com and type he kills me oh. into the search pane at the top, and you might find this one. I, I assume so. you will. Well, that should I'm work. Sure. It should work. I believe the, the, the theory is sound. The theory is sound, right? Make it so. <laughs> well, we got one up here. It's from uh, BigBlueBoxPodcast.co.uk, and this is a review by Jordan Shortman. Um, if you've, <laughs> you just laughed because I said "mun." <laughs> Benji always says "mun," and you can't pronounce that name short man, can you? So. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's our, our favourite thing in the world. Is is everything? Is my sister said it the other day? She said, "I can't see any anything that has man at the end." I have to say Moon now, and, and every time I say Moon, I start chuckling like you know Batman, Spiderman, uh, Cyberman. You know, I love it when people Cyberman. say Cyberman. Tom Baker always says Cyberman. He never Cyberman. says Cyberman. He says Cyberman. Yeah. It's a joy. It's just a joy to hear Tom Baker say Cyberman. It's the um, return of the Cyberman. <laughs> Good lord, it's a Cyberman. Um, oh, I love it. And um, that's who did that sound? That sounded like somebody. I think a bit like Bruce Forsyth doing did Doctor Who. He sounded like a Cyberman. Okay. Now next up, we got a Cyberman. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that, Jordan. Short. Sorry, Jordan. Great uh, your name, name, name has given us great delight. It has, and it's, it's a good name. Um, if you've been undecided on this Time Lord Victorious event, then I can say definitely give this audio a go. It works brilliantly as a standalone series, especially as even I have trouble seeing how it ties into the wider arc. Oh. Apart from the character of Brian... Brian? Um, big, uh, Paul McGann <laughs> He's a very naughty dude! <laughs> Paul McGann is a very naughty ood. Um, as usual, Paul McGann is excellent, and Carrie Thompson's script is another good one. Even if there were not, uh, even if there were one or two things that will stand out as unusual, but Ooh. he kills me, he kills me not, is certainly worth a go. Worth a go. There you go. What what better recommendation can you have? From Throw Jordan your pennies Shortman. in and and see what happens. Uh, uh, WarpedFactor.com by Matthew Kestrelman. Uh, no, just Kestrelman. <laughs> Uh, it says, after dipping their toes into Time Lord Victorious with the two master-centric short trips, Big Finish's plunge into the event proper is well worth a listen. From a fun script to an engaged leading man and supporting cast, He Kills Me, He Kills Me Not is also a solid introduction for those who might never have heard Big Finish before. For both the newcomer and the long-time listener, there's plenty to enjoy in this release. And it sets up their role in Time Lord Victorious handsomely. Mm. Handsome man. Handsome man. Handsome man. Handsome man. 
Um, on Twitter, Dan WFA, uh, the World Flying Association, says, um, this <laughs> is, is my favourite... I don't know. So this is my favourite <laughs> TLV story so far, which is um, the Time League... Uh, vacuum society um, Paul McGann is loving every second and you can easily tell Silas Carlson gives an excellent rendition of Brian Brian um, that clip it's a very naughty is easy. <laughs> still go, all going terribly chaotic now new catchphrase um, alert all I said was <laughs> just quote Monty Python now um, I'm not going to and especially not that scene um, because it might offend people um, sorry sorry <laughs> sorry 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 um, now uh, that cliffhanger is uh, one of the coolest ever this is one story that will stick with me 10 out of 10 whoa thank you Dan WFA <laughs> WFA Mun. Uh, uh, Cosmic <laughs> at Cosmic Cosmo Mun Co- says Cosman. Cosman, uh, I am so down for a space western with my new favourite character in anything ever, Brian. Who's oh, a very naughty ood! <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, it's not a life-changing epic, but it's a whole lot of fun to listen to. Especially... Brian! Any evidence why we're being and bam! Like a rat out of an aqueduct! Oh, I love it so much. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not going to quote anymore. That's not the voice <laughs> that Silas Carson does for Brian, of no, course. No, no. Because he was the original voice of the Ood, and he's brilliant, and Silas is a tremendous actor. Very relaxing Ood voice, isn't it? It's very it sort of is, brilliant. calm voice. And that's such a good um, idea to have the Ood at Brian, in particular, in Time Lord Victorious. It was a lovely left field thing just to put that in there, and it, it's just great. I do recommend you have a look at uh, the Time Lord Victoria's stuff. It's been tremendously popular, and we're very, very pleased with it. Well, thank you so much to all our reviewers. Sorry for mercilessly <laughs> mucking around throughout. We are indeed like two naughty schoolboys. Um, next week, we'll be focusing our attention hey, on two boy. releases. Naughty boys! <laughs> Go to your room! Um, Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious, Short Trips, Master Thief, Slash Lesser Evils. Next week, that's right. Get your hands on that one. And we'd like to apologise for any offensive, shrill voices in that last segment. Coming up soon, we'll be delving behind the scenes with the latest Fourth Doctor adventure starring the legend that is Tom Baker. Ah, yes. The primeval design by Helen Goldwyn and featuring one of my featuring and featuring one of my favourite actors, Lucy Briggs Owen. No relation, really. No relation, honestly. As paleontologist Mary Anning. She is brilliant, though. Uh, From just around here, where I live, on the Dorset coast, actually. Yes, well, I'd like well. to apologise for any offensive rural accents. Uh, but now it's listeners' emails. Well, as you know, it's yeah. Oh, I just I love do. emails, to be honest, and yeah. I love I love reading them. I love hearing them. I like the I like feel of to, them. The to, I like the feel of them. Yeah, they're very they're like bits of parchment. You know, <laughs> lovely crispy. What's that? What's that? Vellum. Is that vellum. the word? Vellum. Oh. Vellum's an, an interesting, you know. There it is. There's the sound of it. Nick's got a vellum book there. Uh, he writes everything. 
<laughs> all his notes are in and with use the qu- he uses a quill. quill. Yes. It tickles quill. my nose while I write. <laughs> <laughs> what a note. <laughs> uh, if you want to send us an email, it's so simple. All you have to do is send it to podcast at bigfinish.com. Mm. Send them in and we might read them out. We yeah, get quite on. a few, so we can't always we can't guarantee it. There is no guarantee. But we try. Um but we try, and that's the most important yes. thing. Uh, this first one here is from Adam Graham, um, and the subject of this one is the benefits of no extras disc. Ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, this could ruffle a few quillish feathers. <laughs> uh, dear Nick and Benji, as someone who gets download only, having no extras disc actually works quite well. Oh. Um, when there's a set with an extras disc, I usually start listening about two discs in uh, if I don't have anything to do and don't have enough time to get through another story. Ah. But I've always got to be careful to make sure I avoid spoilers for the next story yes. if I don't stop it in time. Uh, when there's no extras disc, I just get the extras for the program I'm listening to and don't have to bother. Mm. Interesting. Uh, also, listen to the World Traders, and I really enjoyed it. Ah. I think that Guy Adams may be the best writer you have for capturing Leela's voice and character. Maybe. I also love the sound design and music. Jamie Robertson. Uh, ah, well, it's going to be good, isn't it? Mm. When he's not having his dinner. Um, <laughs> Eating dinner. Love you, Jamie. Because I, I, I messaged him about something the other day, and he just replied, saying, Eating dinner. <laughs> just like... It's like I'll let the man eat his food. Um, And now now Benji and I are sending each other that message all the time, even if we're not eating dinner. Eating dinner. Eating dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, Jamie's lovely, very talented chap. Fantastic. An old hand at sound design and music. Been working for us for a long time. Um, Of course, Guy Adams uh, is fantastic. He's doing loads of exciting stuff as well. Lots of uh, exciting stuff coming up as well. Uh, carrying on with the email, it says, uh, It was very authentic. Overall, this was a worthy sequel to my favourite season 15 story. Thanks for all you do, Adam Graham. Sent from the end of the CD. <laughs> <laughs> What's his favourite season 15 story? Um, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, what, who, how we tell? Uh, it's an interesting thing about the extras, yeah. I mean, I would say, Adam just if I can be a little uh, tough with you <laughs> since you're an old friend um, don't be tempted to listen to the extras discs before you finish the story yeah, that's your problem isn't it I think it was I think it, I think what Adam was saying is that sometimes yes, yes. if he's not careful he unwittingly strolls into the extras on the download you see Oh, no, I think he when he doesn't have enough time... He, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, stop strolling around. That's what I say, Adam. Uh, next up, Nathan Martin writes in with uh, uh, an email entitled Third and Second Doctors. Dear Nick and Benji, oh, yes. I just had to write to say how much I am about looking forward to Doctor Who, the audio novels. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think there's a word missing from that sentence. Anyway, John Coleshaw is such a great choice of narrator to launch the range with Scourge of the Cybermen. And that cover, that cover art by Claudia Gironi is beautiful. John's reading of Terror of the Master was utterly superb. It was, it was brilliant. So looking forward for more 
of that magic here. Although slightly sad that the setting of a futuristic off-world sea base means we're unlikely to hear his versions of the Brig and Benton in this release. Maybe, maybe not. I have to say that what Big Finish has been doing with the Third Doctor in recent years has been fantastic. And now I count the Third Doctor adventures as one of my favourite ranges Big Finish produces. It's really interesting, actually, you know, Nathan, because after we did uh, the... Uh, what was the anniversary release called? Not Light at the End, the next one. Um, I can see it. Legacy of Legacy Time. of Time. How can I forget that? Anyway, it's because I'm oh, fooled. Oh. Uh, Legacy after fool. Legacy of Time, and people heard Tim Trelaw doing the Third Doctor. And then there was a sudden upsurge in sales and interest in our Third Doctor range. And now, yeah, it's one of our most popular ranges. So if you you're not listening to it yet, why not delve in? It's it's one of my favourite jobs at Big Finish. I direct them. And I do the music as well. And uh, I try to be as authentic to the 1970s as possible. It's just one of the joys in my life to do it, <laughs> as indeed has been doing the music for Return of the Cybermen. But yeah, uh, if you haven't already, have a delve into the Third Doctor. Uh, to me, these stories are so authentic to the era, thanks to not just a combination of the amazing performances and fantastic stories, but also the superb sound design and incidental music. Got great yeah. sound designers working on it as well, of course. Benji Clifford himself is working. Oh on an upcoming third Doctor one and has done an incredible episode one of a story I, you know he may fall off the, the <laughs> they'll horse, be completely but... shambolic for the rest, <laughs> the rest. I, just shoved, I just shoved them in a corner so yeah they're, they're done now I've, do, I've done episode one and no one's going to listen to the rest of it I personally have my fingers and toes crossed that the second Doctor range may soon get a similar reinvention soon as aside from the long delayed Companion Chronicles the second Doctor volume three this Doctor feels very undes- underserved by Big Finish at the Ooh. moment any hints you could give us on plans for the second Doctor well, I think you're right. I think he is a bit underserved, uh, as indeed he is in the archives, you know, so it's many true, episodes. And, and uh, the second Doctor, Patrick Troughton, is my favourite Doctor. Um, I love all the others, but he, I don't know, it was just uh, when it really, you know, I have all my best childhood memories of Doctor Who from that time. Even though I love John Pertwee and Tom Baker and all the others, uh, I just, um, yeah, so don't you worry we're going to do some great stuff with the second doctor. We've got some really exciting plans that, uh, uh, because we do proper marketing, I'm not allowed to tell you <laughs> because it will just spoil the impact. But I'm really, really excited um, working on scripts and casting and storylines. Um, yeah, and uh, I will make sure that they are as authentic as the uh, the third doctor adventure. It's going to be an interesting one with the music, of course. Because the Third Doctor Avengers have a very, you know, there's a sort of almost unified sound with Dudley Simpson. Whereas the the Second Doctor era was kind of, there was no particular, you know what I mean? They they sometimes use stock music. When I think of it, I think of stock music. Yes. But in a weird way, I think of the stock music as like the established music for that and not for anything else. Like how? Like what I mean is, like if you think of like Tomb of the Cybermen or mm. or like Web of Fear, the music in that I just associate with with that that story. Even though, for example, like Tomb of the Cybermen, half the music in that was already used in the in the Moonbase. Yeah. But it's still yeah. Tomb of the Cybermen for me. Like it just is. Uh, you know. And, but then maybe that gets reused in Web of Fear as well. Yeah. Exactly that. And so. But it's yeah, it's it's there is that weird mix. But then you get Wheel of Space, which is 
the wheel in space, which is <laughs> wheel of space. It's a wheel of space. Um, <laughs> wheel in space, which is of course you know that's actually composed music and really weird stuff. Yeah, well, there. it's uh, it's radiophonic <laughs> sounds. Yeah, it's not actually music. It's just sounds well, it's by just, the radiophonic <laughs> workshop. That's very cruel. They they believed it was music. It's not credited as music on the the episode. <laughs> really? What no. was it credited as? I don't think it's credited at all. Interesting. I could be wrong. There. Prove me wrong, folks. But that is my recollection. I watched it again recently. It's rubbish. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. But honestly, honestly, it just goes on a bit, doesn't it? It's one of those stories I remember so clearly growing up and having this book which had all like the Doctor Who stories and pictures from them all. And yes. I remember seeing that one and thinking to myself, oh, I bet that's brilliant, isn't it? It looks so good. All the, the pictures and you see like the Cybermen there and you think, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, and then when you experience it, it's a bit like it's a bit like going to like your local fair, for example. Like in your head, you think it's going to be fantastic, and then you get there, and it's a couple of crum- crummy old rides, and you know, it's really, really good analogy. Really rubbish. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, wheel in space but, is but, like your but local notable fair. for inventing Doctor John Smith. Yes, That's of where course, it comes from. of course. Yeah, the whole Doctor John Smith. Thing. Absolutely, but, you know, which is still used Indeed. to this day. But yeah, I'm yeah. But don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not dissing Doctor Who, right? I I do love the Wheel in Space, and I've watched it far too many times recently on BritBox. But uh, it, it's rubbish. Yeah, it's also. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of you know unconscious sexism that just it reflects the time at which a program was made in Doctor Who peppered throughout the years but I feel that the wheel in space has has uh, uh, more of it than tainted one, yeah, one tainted usually gets yes <laughs> anyway Nathan finishes off by saying thanks for all the work everyone at Big Finish does to keep us all entertained we really appreciate that that may just seem to you Nathan just like a little phrase to say at the end of an email but it's really lovely that you say for all the work that everyone at Big Finish does because there's so many people working on all sorts of things, uh, doing all sorts of jobs for Big Finish. And um, I hope that they're all listening and they get that message from you. Well, we've got one more here from Jonah Kensett. Uh, the subject of this one is Gallifrey slash Masterful. It's important to always say the slash out loud. Um, dear Nick and Benji, Gallifrey 4, what a finale. Ooh. Uh, properly epic, doing justice to the setting of the Time War. A triumphant and devastating conclusion, but which only open more exciting doors for the future. Ooh. Gallifrey can be saved, but not from itself. Uh. Who from? Who knows? Uh, it sneaks up on you how much you care for these characters. I bought the first few series as bundle uh, when they were discounted, and it's become one of my favourite series. Oh, much oh and yes. masterful. It was, well, self-explanatory, isn't it? <laughs> There's always a little voice in my head hoping that the master will make a surprise appearance in stories. So the thrill I got from opening with them all arriving was off the scale. <laughs> Ah, he's here now. Uh, John Scale. Um, <laughs> any plans for more standalone stories? I imagine a Jeffrey Beavers series with episodes homaging different Hammer horror films at the puppet master behind the scenes. 
Very excited by Master. Uh, also, Dalek Universe. Uh, the flavour in River Song has made the wait even worse. Thanks to everyone at Big Finish for keeping their foot on the gas this last year. Uh, it meant a lot for all of us trapped in our individual dimensions. Uh, or worse, with our parents. <laughs> uh, all the greatest, Jonah Kensett. Oh, thank there you, Jonah. Go. Yeah, I mean... Um as regards keeping our foot on the gas, Benji and I had a lot to do with that, didn't we? Because, you know, I was looking into sort of remote recording and everything and Benji helped out, you know, experimenting. Yeah, we spent a things. day, didn't we? We, we? we were planning on spending an hour and I think we just devoted the whole day to like, we went, th- we went through every single possible kind of avenue that we could go down really and every website and was sort of trying it out and, and we, we settled on what we use now yeah, yeah. Um, which seems to work doesn't it it seems to it seems to work it's it's not the same as no. g- going into the studio you you know but having said that there it are is always challenges to, <laughs> to, oh, oh 100% you know and and uh, I think you know it's important to say uh, thank you so much to, to all the people, you know, directors, producers, actors yes. as well, who are putting up with with all the the crazy things that happen, which you know, internet drop out, dropping out, and microphones not working, and and there are so many things that uh, happen throughout, uh, as well as you know, actors having to do their own recordings. Yeah, yeah. it's a huge, it's a huge thing that that we're doing, but it's it seems to be working, and. Um, the you know the nice thing is when at the end of the day you get like a lovely cast it's how you know it's been really fun today it's been nice acting and forgetting about what we're all going through at the moment yeah by and large everyone is pulling together which is great absolutely absolutely so i'm glad that that, that's that's being appreciated and we'll we'll continue Mm. to do what we can uh we're looking forward to some more great emails next week sent to podcast at bigfinish.com uh, quite a few have already arrived, so it's a bit difficult to open the door to get into my office. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't forget our drama tease at the end of this podcast is Torchwood Drive by David Llewellyn, starring Nyoko Mori as Tosh, uh, in a taxi and in for trouble. <gasps> but before that, let's go behind the scenes with the Ford Doctor and the Primeval Design. Hello, I'm Nicholas Briggs, and I am the director of the Primeval Design. This has only just begun. The examination of the bones, the dawning realisation that humanity didn't always rule the Earth, much as they would like to think they did. Shocking for some, of course, in these largely unenlightened times. These times being... 1830, Lyme Regis, still on the Jurassic coastline, just 150 million years on. How time flies, Doctor. I really liked the script, and I'm sort of biased because I'm a huge fan of Helen Goldrin anyway. She's been working with Big Finish right from the beginning almost, you know, from, I don't know, a very early on release. Nick Pegg, I think, got her in to be in The Spectre of Lanyard Moore, and she'd been playing lots of parts for us off and on ever since. And at some point, I think she said to us, hang on, I do direct as well, you know. We thought, oh, that'd be good. Hello, my name's Helen Goldwyn, and I am the writer of The Primeval Design. They're not remains, they are beginnings. The beginnings of what? Have you ever wondered, Doctor, what this planet would be like if dinosaurs still existed. Strangely, I don't feel the need to wonder about that sort. Oh, ah! 
I came up with the idea for the script through a combination of influences, really. Things that I was watching on TV at the time, a little bit of David Attenborough, a little bit of John Dorney throwing in some suggestions about he just read something recently that it had looked like the culprit was one creature and it turned out to be another. It was sort of a red herring idea and that really helped plant the idea. And also from having done the research on, on Mary Anning, obviously I knew I had to include a, an important person uh, from history and I chose her and I read loads and loads about her and and that really inspired me as well, that what was going on in the era and all that she was trying to achieve within the constraints of the era as well. I'm John Donny and I'm the script editor of The Fourth Doctor Adventures. Yeah, we were always very keen to work with Helen. I remember actually, I can't remember where it was, I was working maybe on Girl, and uh, Helen had been in with a, for that because she was producing and she'd written one script that was... Really astonishingly good, which I would encourage people to check out if they haven't done already. It's probably my favourite script of that first run. And uh, I remember her popping her head around the door and I was just having a chat with her and saying, wait, 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 haven't you done a full cast, Doctor? Would you like to? All of those things and just trying to encourage her to get involved. And I think um, I think pretty much all of us had the same idea at the same time of, of needing to get her involved because Helen's a really good writer, a, a good friend of the company, and a good worker as well. She worked very hard on this. My name is Tom Baker and I play the doctor. Oh, I do like to stroll along the prom, prom, prom. Where the brass bands play, tiddly-um, pom, pom. Oh, is there no end to your talents? Please do not encourage him. I, I so love doing all this. You know, I, I never, ever get tired. It's as if each one is the very first one and I'm full of not very sensible questions, but it's often suggestions that make the other actors laugh and make the director groan. That becomes part of the, the kind of patter, you know, because Nick knows me very well and I know him. And that's part of it. Hello, it's Louise Jameson here and I play Leela, warrior of the Seventeen. This poor gentleman died most gruesomely. It is no sight for a lady. But you are a woman? Madam, surprising as it may seem, I am more used than most to seeing the inner workings of a cadaver. And you assume that I'm not? Leela is not of a delicate disposition. Well, interestingly enough, Helen and I write together as well, and we've been talking about writing about forgotten female scientists. So I did know a little bit about her, but not as much as I do now. What I love is, I mean, she's obviously researched it thoroughly, but it isn't you don't feel like you're producing research. You feel like you're really producing a drama with a very strong storyline and terrific cliffhangers and, you know, everything that Doctor Who should be. Tom's on great form and Louise is a great mate and it's, it's great to see her. But also Lucy Briggs-Owen and Joe Sims are people who David Richardson casts to keep me happy. <laughs> Only when they're appropriate for the parts, but they're both actors with an enormous range anyway. And, you know, he says, well, how about we can get Lucy in to do this? And I always joke to Lucy that she has to be in everything I direct, which is, of course, ludicrous, but that wouldn't happen. But she has a very special quality about her and can take on all sorts of roles, you know, uh, strong characters, nice characters. She has a nice disposition, but she also has an inner strength in her if you sort of provoke that out of her. When she started 
playing Mary Anning for us. She was too nice. And I said she had to be just had a slight edge to her, more of a sort of lonely person, you know, fighting for her corner in the world. My name's Lucy Briggs-Owen and I'm playing Mary Anning. This woman, Leela, is one of the most brilliant fossil collectors of the age, of any age for that matter. Look into her eyes, Leela. See the gleam. See the dream. Goodness, it is kind of you to say so, sir. Most scholars don't know my name, although I have furnished the contents of many a gentleman's book. I believe in giving credit where it's due. If only others felt the same way. There's some really wonderful performances in this and really gorgeous writing. Helen Goldwyn's just written this beautiful script. My imagination has been stimulated. <laughs> Here we go, then. Let's have another go. And cue. Am I dreaming? It's been really, really good fun. I've done a lot of my scenes with the doctor this morning with Tom, and that was just really entertaining. He is so marvellous. He's so good at ad-libbing, and, and, and oh, he's just wonderful. He's just, he's just wonderful to listen to. Shamefully, I hadn't heard of Mary Anning before, or perhaps I had and I'd not really paid attention in school. But again, it was a series of serendipitous events. I think there was an anniversary in 2018 and there was quite a lot in the air about her. People mentioned her from time to time, but mainly my, my stepmother, Millie, mentioned her when I was talking about looking for an interesting historical figure. She had seen some exhibition on her and so I looked her up and thought, oh, perfect you know such a great strong female character just go to bigfinish.com just go just go and type off off uh type primeval design into the search engine to find this prehistorically exciting story it's also part of the fourth doctor adventure series 10 volume 2 but you can get it on its own as well well, as I teased earlier, there's a tortured drive a drama tease coming up later on, but not before this. Yes, it's the Randomoid Selectatron offering you a 25% I actually didn't say anything in particular then. A 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. What have we got? It's Treasure Island. Oh, Hi oh, there. With very Tom nice. Baker, Nicholas Farrell. Uh, oh, an interesting story, this one. I love a bit of Treasure Island, so um, I'm all about the, the Treasure Island. Well, are you now? Robert Louis Stevenson's uh, lovely book, adapted by Barnaby Edwards. Yeah, starring Tom Baker as Long John Silver and Nicholas Farrell. I, th- I think he plays Squire Trelawney, I think. I don't know. I haven't even looked at the cast. So you were there. He was the you, narrator. You... I was. Yes, I played. Um, who did I play? I played George Merry, Mr. Arrow, Lookout, and the real Flint. I think Mr. Arrow is is, is one of the the best parts in in Treasure. <laughs> you know, he's a good. He's a good. He's a good strong character. Is the trailer? Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. I've seen some dreadful things in my time on this earth. A map? Not just any map, Jim. A treasure map. I've lived my life among some of the wickedest men that God ever allowed upon the sea. Take my arm and I'll stop her! Oh boy. Take me in straight or I'll break your arm! Come now, march! And it's for the worst of them as I want you to keep your weather eye open. Heard of him? He was the bloodthirstiest buccaneer that sailed. You must keep watch, Master Hawkins, for a seafaring man 
with one leg. I... I'm looking for a Long John Silver. Such is my name to be sure, and who may you be? Hawkins, sir. Jim Hawkins. Raise the anchor. Hispaniola had begun her voyage to the Isle of Treasure. I don't like this cruise. I don't like the men, and I don't like my officer. Yeah, that's short and sweet. Possibly, sir, you may not like your employer. This bird may be 200, 300 years old, Hawkins, at least. And if anyone's seen more wickedness, it must be the devil himself. <laughs> Had a merry time of it, Jim. But dead men don't bite, as the saying goes. One more step, Mr. Hans, and I'll blow your brains out. What in Hades? Cannonball, sir. Mr. Hans seems to be improving his aim. Flint's treasure. Fifteen men on the dead man's chest. We've split upon Jim Hawkins. Cut his throat. How many, Doctor? Three. Two close together, one farther west. Seven from the north. Make that six. Laugh by thunder, laugh. But before an hour's out, you'll laugh on the other side. And them that dies will be the lucky one. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Now, my anecdote about this, of course, they did a lot of singing in this. Uh, brilliant stuff with Nicholas Pegg's got a lovely singing voice and uh, he's in it. He plays Captain Smollett. Who plays Squire Trelawney then? Squire Trelawney. Barnaby, Barnaby Edwards, Barnaby of Edwards. course he does, yeah. Um, uh, my favourite part was the lookout. Because <laughs> the lookout is drunk <laughs> and is singing to himself, slips up and falls over the side. <laughs> so all I had to do was go <laughs> Barnaby Edwards was very uh, I don't think I was down to play that part and he said Nick can you just come in and be a lookout who falls overboard and I said oh yes absolutely so this is designed for me <laughs> so yeah there you go so uh, you get a 25% discount on that how'd you get it Benji it's really easy all you need to do is go to bigfinish.com and when you're on there, go to the podcast tab on the menu. Yeah. When you're in there, it will come up with the latest podcast. Okay. You click read more. Right. Uh, it's a big red button. And there, in the blurb underneath, blurb. A, a picture of us two. Um, it will say, just click here and enter the code Buck Up. All capital letters, B-U-C-K-U-P, no spaces, no complications. Enter that in and you will get your discount. It's simple. Mm. Perfect opportunity to sit and... Go away to that island that they simply call Treasure Island. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, it's Captain Flint's Island, isn't it? The, the map, the map. Um, oh, going on about the map, aren't they? Um, well, thanks so much, Ran. Thanks for an absolute banger, quite frankly. <laughs> Treasure Island. Uh, but time now for us to go away in our own special fashion. We're going to say goodbye in the style of a prehistoric monster. So linking with the primeval design. Yeah, I mean, we should do it as pirates, shouldn't we, actually? For... Yarr! How about a pirate with a prehistoric monster? Okay, then. 
Okay, okay, you go first. Aha! That was very good, actually. That was very good. I'll, I'll try okay. one. Okay, so I'll say, uh, oh, I'll, I'll do. I'll do Blind Pew from oh, yeah. um, from Muppets Treasure Island. Yes. You know, and he goes, oh, Blind Pew. <laughs> what say you, bird? <laughs> that was my my. I can't go any What's higher that? than that. But that was a sort of weird. So I don't know. Some a sort of weird. One. Sort of, yeah, like a, a pterodon of some description. <laughs> Sounded horrible though. I didn't like that. Well, we'd like to apologise for any dinosaurs who've been offended by the vocal representation of their voices. And now to entertain and disturb you, here's the first 15 minutes of Torchwood Drive for free. And just a little warning that there's adult language and adult themes from the very beginning of this episode. Hiya, love. Yeah, I'm working till seven. I'm outside the station. If it doesn't pick up here, I'll go over to St Mary Street. So, how's things with you and Daryl? Sorry, Daryl. He wants to get a job, doesn't he? It's no good him sitting on his ass playing computer games and smoking you-know-what all day, is it? Yeah, and you can tell him I said that and all. Yes, I went to the doctors. She said it could be age-related macular degeneration. I said age-related? I'm 54, you cheeky mare. Well, I... I didn't call her that, but I can still drive for now. I mean, what else am I going to do? Can you imagine me working in a coffee shop? Yeah, okay, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I got a passenger coming. Speak to you soon, yeah? Love you, bye. Drive. Look, if you're pissed, I'm not having you. Bloody hell! What happened? I said drive. taking you to St. Helens, all right? I don't know what's happened to you, but if I call for an ambulance, it'll take forever. They'll be asking how old you are, what your name is, and I haven't got a clue. Tosh. Is that your name? Tosh. All right, Tosh. It won't be long now, almost there. We'll say this fair's on the house, yeah? I, uh, Malik? Yeah. What's Central Station like? I'm at St. Helens. Passenger got on the back seat looking like death warmed up and passed out, so I took her out to the hospital. No idea. Might have taken something. You know what the station's like. It's where all the druggies hang out. Okay. Well, I might try St. Mary Street if I don't get flagged down on my way back. Nice one. Ta-da! Oh, are you a taxi? 
That's a taxi. I'm a taxi driver. Are you going into town? Sure. Get in. dropping off? Zeros, please drive. Did you just come out of the hospital? Yeah. And you're going clubbing? I'm alright, it's my mate it is. He fell over and banged his head when we was coming out of Sam's bar. He's been drinking brain bombs all night. And you just left him at the hospital? Yeah. The thing is, right, we was meeting my girlfriend after Sam's bar, so now she's in Zeros on the phone giving me an earful because she thinks I'm lying and we've gone to Dapper Joe's. The strip club? Yeah. Nice. And the thing is, right, I don't even like sitting there because they charge you six quid a pint. And all the girls are from Gabalfa. And I can see girls from Gabalfa if I goes to the Gunners. Knows what I mean? That's £7.50. Cheers, drive. Never heard of a ticket, I think. Oh. Hello? Who's this? Come to the hospital. What? I'm at St. Helens. You've got something that belongs to me. Are you the woman I just dropped off? Yes. You're on death's door when I last saw you. I still am. So maybe a please and a thank you wouldn't go amiss. But please, can you come to St. Helens? I really need your help. I can't stress how important this is. All right, keep your hair on. Thank God. Bloody hell. You look like you've been dragged through edge backwards. Thanks. Damn. What are you looking for? It's, it's not here. Well, if you tell me what it is... It doesn't matter. Take me to Cardiff Bay. Which bay are you on about? Do you mean the docks or do you mean the bottom end of Grangetown? Uh, the docks? Docks it is. Are you in any state to be going home? I'm not going home. I'm going to my workplace. Like that? Yes. And I'm going to need your help tonight, if that's okay. Depends what sort of help you need. I, I just need you to drive. Are you okay? Not really. I'll be fine once we get to the bay. Keep the meter running at... Fausia. Uh, Fausia. Do you work in the assembly or something? No. No, just... just wait here. All right. You better come back, though. I will. Tenor says she ain't coming back. Hello? Anyone home? Oh, Brecon. They're in Brecon. You knew that, Tosh, you silly... Now, where did I leave it? Uh, uh, 
Okay. You've got this. Oh. Ah. oh, that was horrible. That was really horrible. Right. Okay. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? I said open the bloody door! You, uh, you are legally obligations. Is there a problem? Yeah, I told him. I told him I'm booked. I am going to the City Park Hotel. Well, sorry, but this cab's taken. Oh. Oh, it's because I'm white, isn't it? Ah, there we go. This is racism. You're both racists. <sighs> Do you know? Who I am! I do. You're Nigel Lawless, Assembly Member for Monmouthshire East. I've seen you on Question Time. Always thought you were a bit of a git. Don't worry. The paralysis wears off after about half an hour. You can still breathe and blink. Oh my god, did you just wet yourself? Good night. Thanks for waiting. Let's go. What just happened? I just shot him with a stasis ray. I could see him bothering you on one of our cameras before I left and it was the first thing that came to hand. Oh, it's okay. He'll live. Though he may have to visit the dry cleaners first thing tomorrow. Is that legal? Well, it's not illegal. But that's mainly because the Home Office doesn't know it exists. <laughs> well, don't go shooting me with that thing while I'm driving, all right? Or we'll both end up in the A&E. You're looking much better, by the way. Thanks. I'm feeling it. Where are we going? Oh, uh, Zeros. Zeros? It's a nightclub. I know what Zeros is. I used to go there when it was called the Rhino Club. But what do you want to go to Zeros for? When you were driving me to the hospital, I dropped something. Something valuable. I was able to trace it back there. Using GPS. It's in the club. Oh, that little... Who? Customer I picked up straight after you. He must have seen it and nicked it. Can you remember what he looked like? Oh, yeah. This is it. Zeros. Is there usually an ambulance parked outside? Friday night, isn't it? Someone's done themselves a mischief. Oh, you are having a laugh. What is it? That's him. On the stretcher, the lad who took your phone. He's got it. There, see? Oh. oh. Excuse me. I believe that young man has something of mine. Okay, well, look, the patient is... I just need to get it. Thank you. But you, you can't just... Go on, mate. He's lucky we ain't calling the police. Come on, Tosh. We're going. 
is that one of them new smartphones? No, it's a tracking device. Its security settings are designed to recognise my thumbprint and retina. If anyone else tries using it, well, it gives them a nasty but non-lethal surprise. So you've got a gun that makes a politician piss himself and a tracking device that knocks out thieves? It's not quite like that, but... Okay, this is the bit where you tell me what the fuck is going on. Ah, yes, I suppose it is. Have you heard of Cash King? By the station, the pawnbrokers. That's the one. Yeah, no, sir. My sister got a kid's one of them dance mats from there. Well, uh, the organisation I work for, we've been investigating the place for some time. We had reason to believe they were trading in illicit goods. What, like ganja? No, uh, just black market stuff. Anyway, we picked up some intelligence that they were about to sell something illicit. An item we were looking for. Something potentially dangerous. Once I had confirmation of the sale, I was going to follow the buyer and stop him before he could put it to use. On your own? My colleagues are on a business trip. Brecon. Long story. So... Cash King and their buyer arranged to meet behind the shop. There's a multi-story car park overlooking it, so that's where I began the stakeout. And I waited, and waited. Eventually a car arrived. I saw someone get out. The plan was wait until the handover was complete, and then follow the buyer to wherever he was going. I was just about to get back into my car and follow him when I heard footsteps. No! I couldn't see his face. I felt something jab me in my arm. Then I passed out. still woozy and there's something under the skin of my wrist. Something moving. Why didn't you call the police? This isn't a police matter. It's something I have to deal with myself. So you had some, well, like some kind of parasite inside you and you didn't want the hospital to sort it out and now you're fine? Well, it wasn't a normal parasite. The hospital couldn't have dealt with it. I had to go back to my workplace and neutralise it before it caused any serious damage. Ah, we've got something. Embankment Park. What's that? Uh, that's where we're going. Embankment Park. It's near the river. Oh, I knows where you're on about. It's where they've got them old shipping containers with businesses inside them. One's a coffee shop, one's a hairdresser's. I've done a few pickups there. It's not far. Okay, stay here. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review, 
and subscribe.